message on repentance. And uh, it's kind of funny when you, you speak on the more heavier subjects that usually things go wrong. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Pastors notice that all the time. Is something going to go wrong in church? It depends on the subject you're going to talk about sometimes. And so we're going to talk about this subject of repentance. And we're going to start that from Acts chapter 2, uh, reading verses 36 to 41. We're going to refer to a lot of scriptures. But uh, just since the Lord want me to talk to you today about the importance or the message of repentance that's in the Bible. So it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 36, So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. All have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all of his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 and all. Father, may you bless your word this morning. May it touch our hearts. May it strengthen us today. In Jesus' name, amen. As I said this morning, I want to share with you a message about repentance. Repentance is a really important message in the scriptures. I don't know if we, we probably aren't preaching enough about it, but it really is there a lot. And it's a very important message, a necessary act for all of us to be saved and for all of us to go to heaven. All of us, everyone, needs to come to the place of repentance. Now, as you read scripture, you will find that repentance is mentioned throughout the Bible, from Old Testament to New Testament, from the beginning to the end. And it's interesting, as you get closer to reading the New Testament and you start getting in the minor prophets, you start getting more and more messages about this need of repentance. Books like Hosea and Joel and Amos, Zephaniah, Malachi are all stressing the importance of repentance of sin. And as you come to the New Testament, you see as soon as the New Testament begins, what is the message? It's a message of repentance that we see in the New Testament as well. So what is repentance? You know, sometimes we just kind of throw that word, is it just being sorry? You know, a lot of people think that's all it is, just being sorry. Well, it really entails quite a bit and a lot more than just sorry. The word repentance does carry that thought of being sorry, having sorrow, which means feeling sadness, disappointment over what we have done. It also carries the thought of remorse, which is a deep sense of guilt over a wrong being done. It also carries the thought of regret, which means to grieve and mourn over a decision that has made. Repentance also carries the thought of change, changing how one thinks and acts, making alterations to live differently or being sorry enough to change. So that's kind of really a big word. It has a lot of meaning. And when we look at that to Christianity today, you know, I, I think we all can agree that I think we're taking it a little bit too lightly, this whole area of repentance. Have we felt remorse? 
over the sins that we have committed? Have we felt sorrow, regret? Have we been sorry enough that we're making attempts to change our ways? Because that's what repentance means. And the Bible tells us this is something that all of us must do, that we might experience salvation, that we might experience the forgiveness of God, because without repentance, there is no salvation. Without repentance, there is no forgiveness. And that's a reality and a truth that the Bible teaches us. Now, as we apply that to our Christianity of today, firstly, I think we're in trouble. Because I, I see in our world today, there's very little repentance and more of us looking for ways to you know, kind of look at ourselves and say it was okay to do those things. We see in our world today that we do what is right in our own eyes. And especially during COVID, like it's just gone crazy. Everyone's about their own personal opinion. But we've got to be careful that those opinions don't become superior to what the word of the Lord says and what God says in the scriptures. You know, as we think about that, there are some things that sometimes we, we believe that aren't always 100% correct. For example, we sometimes just think that believing in Jesus is enough. And of course, there are scriptures that tell us that we should, that we must believe in Jesus. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's so very true. You have to believe. That's important. But there's something else that goes along with that. If you read the rest of the Bible, it also talks to us that there's also this need of repentance. They go together. Otherwise, if we really believe that all you have to do is believe in Jesus and, you know, you're safe, you're going to heaven, well, then we would have to use that same thought level towards the devil and the demons because the devil and the demons also believe in Jesus. But we all know they're not going to heaven. The Bible says in James chapter 2, 19, uh, James is just kind of having a little bit of fun here, and he says, you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble and terror. You know, sometimes we focus on things, and we kind of avoid other things. We focus on some parts of Scripture, and then we avoid other parts of scriptures. You know, we get to also talk about the love of God and how God loves us so very, very much. And sometimes people think, well, if God loves us so much, then we don't need to worry about how we should live like everyone's going to make it. Well, you're not reading all the word of God. You've got to read all the word of God. And I want to warn you this morning, be careful of accepting a Christianity that is contrary to what the Word of God says. I'm seeing that more and more and more amongst Christians, not the world, but amongst Christians that are believing lies and thinking that, well, there's a couple scriptures that support this. Yeah, but you're ignoring a whole lot of other scriptures that don't support that view. We need to remember God is the one that has granted us salvation. So we better be listening to what He says is necessary for our salvation over any other preacher over any other book or what's all out on the internet now lots of preachers are on the internet including ourselves 
Lots of people are talking, you know, about God and things of God, but they're getting a lot of lies out there. We've got to be careful of that. We've got to come back to what the Word of God says. The Word of God is supreme. And if you think that your ideas are better than God, realize what you just have done. You've just basically said, I am superior to God. I am superior to the Word of God because I know better than God does. So you need to be really, really careful of that. Now, this theme of repentance in the Bible is there for a reason, as it's part of that salvation experience. And I sometimes wonder, well, maybe that's what's missing in some people when they come to Christ, that you know they, they don't really feel saved, and they're constantly telling you, you know, I don't feel saved, and I believe in Jesus, but I, you know, I don't have, just don't feel nothing. And I sometimes wonder, well, maybe they never got to that place of repenting of their sins. They got to the place of believing, but not of repenting. And I think maybe that's, that's a possibility. I also wonder as Christians if, if we're missing encounters with God and, and answers to our prayers because we fail to repent of some things. So there seems to be a mindset in our world today and even in Christianity today that, you know, if, if you sin, it doesn't really matter. It's okay. And that we just continue on and you don't have to worry about repenting. Well, that's not what I find in the Word of God. Repentance is important and necessary. And kind of interesting as you read the passage that we've just read of the Scripture and Acts chapter 2, and talking about the story of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, and then Peter gets up there, he's giving that message, talking about this need of repentance, and when he kind of comes to the end of that, he says, after you do this, like after you repent and you believe, then the Holy Spirit can come upon you. You can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's sometimes maybe what, what we're missing. We're not repenting, and so we miss what God wants to give us. Certain blessings follow after repentance. And so it's in our best interest to examine ourselves to see if there's any area in our lives that we may need to repent because it could be a reason why we're not experiencing some of the blessings that God wants to give. Now, we also need to realize that, you know, we're not trying to point our finger at anybody because the Bible says we all have sinned. So we're all guilty of sin, every one of us. So we're all in the same boat that way. None of us are perfect. But as Christians... We should be examining ourselves on a regular basis when we realize that we have done wrong. And if we have done wrong, then we need to repent of our sins and to ask God for forgiveness and for his help that we may not go down those same roads again. I think of the Lord's Prayer in this regard in Matthew 6, 12 to 13. It says, and forgive us our sins as we've forgiven those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one. And so even in the Lord's Prayer, there's this focus that we would examine ourselves. And if we have sinned, well, obviously we repent and we ask for God's forgiveness. And what I really sense in my heart today is that God is really wanting us to be looking at ourselves because there's some blessings that God wants to pour out into our lives. And as he wants to pour it out, there's sometimes a hindrance for him that he can't pour it out because there is sin. 
There are things in our lives that we have not repented of. And so that's a really good prayer to pray to God. Lord, is there something that I have done that is hindering my relationship with you? I know lots of times we can just go and go, oh, man, it's this problem or it's that problem. It's because of this individual or that individual. And we need to get that focus back to ourselves and say, God, is there anything maybe that I've done or that hasn't been pleasing to you? I've prayed that many times and be honest with you, I got surprised a couple of times. I really did. And the Lord said, matter of fact, there is. You need to repent of this. It kind of shocked me. I wasn't expecting it. But sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes we don't even realize that we have sinned. We don't even realize that we may have offended the Lord. And, you know, sometimes we're looking for these big, big sins when sometimes it could just be a small thing where God's kind of saying, hey, I want you to deal with this thing. You keep bypassing, you keep putting it away, and I got some blessings on you. But until you repent, you're not going to receive it. And I can tell you from personal experience that when God has showed me things and I repent of those things, at least to some of the most wonderful encounters I've ever had with God. It's a good thing. And so, so God's not here today, or I'm not trying to give you a heavy of saying, Oh, you're a bunch of terrible people. Like you better start repenting. Not at all. It's just that the heart of God is saying, there may be some things that are in our lives that really shouldn't be. And that we need to come to that place where we repent of those things that the blessings of God would then come forth in our lives. That's important. So to stress that importance of repentance, I, I just want to look through the scriptures to kind of show you how this really is something that is taught in the scriptures. A lot more than what maybe you first think of when you hear that word repentance. But it is a message that is from the Old Testament right through to the New Testament. And this morning, I just want to kind of refer to some of the verses that we have here in the New Testament. So first of all, we see that repentance was a message that John the Baptist preached. So as soon as you start reading the New Testament, as I said, there's messages of repentance all through the minor prophets as they come. It's an increasing measure as you come to the New Testament. And as you come to the New Testament, again, you have John the Baptist standing before us and telling us of this need of repentance. And, and John the Baptist, he was the person that was to prepare the way for Jesus to come. And for Jesus to come, that message was, we need to repent and turn to God. Matthew 3, verses 1 and 2. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching his message. It was, repent of your sins, turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, John the Baptist, he preached this message strongly, telling people that they needed to repent and change their ways. And, of course, he's known for his baptisms. And what was baptism? Well, baptism was kind of like the proof that you have believed in Jesus, but not only believe that you have repented of your sins and you're testifying to those who are seeing you that, you know what, this life is now going to be behind me because I'm now going to live for Jesus Christ. So proof of repentance was very important uh, to John the Baptist. He says in verse 8 of Matthew 3, he says, prove by the way you live that you've repented of your sins and turned to God. There should be an obvious disconnect 
from our world and the way that we're living to how we should be living now. If we've opened our hearts up to Christ, if we've repented of our sins, there should be a change. Now, John, he took this very seriously in uh, speaking to, it didn't matter who he was speaking to. He wasn't apologetic about his message. And when the religious leaders came, man, he just gave it to them. And even the king, he wasn't afraid of the king either. He, man, he came after King Herod and said, listen, what you're doing is wrong. It's sin. You need to repent of this. And so strong was his conviction of repentance, he actually died for it because King Herod had him beheaded because he was speaking to him about marrying his brother's wife. So very strong message that John the Baptist gave of this importance of repentance, turning to God, and then also being baptized as well. But then as we move on, we come to Jesus. We're introduced to Jesus. And uh, as we talk here, or start reading about Jesus, we see rather very quickly that Jesus starts to talk about repentance. Right after uh, he was baptized, Jesus was baptized, and after he went in the wilderness, being tempted of the devil, as he came from that, he started preaching the very same message as John the Baptist, Matthew 4, 17. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. And Jesus continued to preach that message and he used parables, he used illustrations, he used stories, he talked about uh, things that were happening in the world around him. He got talking about uh, some of the tragedies that had happened to the people of Israel. And he applied that to the readiness that we need to have to meet God. And the only way we're going to be ready is if we've repented of our sins and turned to faith in Christ. Luke 13, 3, Jesus makes it pretty direct. He says, and you will perish unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. Jesus spoke this message with great boldness. Again, speaking to the religious, Jesus wasn't scared of all the religious people, the thought that, you know, I'm okay, I'm okay, because I'm part of a religious group or maybe a denomination, as we would call them today. And we have the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. And Jesus basically told them that, you know what, your religion means nothing if you don't repent. And I would say the same thing today. Your religion means nothing. Your faith means nothing if you've not come to that place of repentance. Repentance is necessary for salvation. And without repentance, Jesus himself says, we will perish. So pretty, pretty strong, very serious, very clear message that Jesus, the author of our salvation, says that we need to repent of our sins. If Jesus says it, I think that should speak to all of us to say it's important. It's needed that we would repent of our sins and turn away from them. Then going on in Scripture, we see that the, this message of repentance was evidenced in the disciples, the 12 disciples, that they continued as well this message of speaking of the need of repentance, this need of turning to God for salvation. And as Jesus sent out his disciples to preach the gospel, Jesus told them, preach this message of repentance, Mark 6, 2. So the disciples went out telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. The Bible presents us a very consistent message 
that needs to be declared in regards to salvation, and that message is repentance and turning to God. If one only takes that step to believe and does nothing more, then they're missing one of the most important steps of repentance. You need to repent of your sin. Now, sometimes we can be deceived that, oh, I have nothing to repent of. I've been a pretty good individual. I've been a pretty good person. But again, what does the Bible The Bible says we've all sinned. All of us. I've sinned. You have sinned. All of us have sinned. We're all guilty. But there is a way to remove that guilt and to experience forgiveness, and that's simply by repenting of our sins. Just before Jesus ascended into heaven, he left the disciples with a commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel of salvation. That's very, very important. But sometimes you wonder, what's the gospel that we're preaching? What's the gospel that we're telling our world? Well, Jesus tells us to remind people that to be forgiven, you need to repent. Luke 24, 47 says, It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. If there's no forgiveness, you're not saved. You will perish, the Bible says. Again, very important message that the disciples also were proclaiming. And then as you get down to the individual disciples, we'll look at the apostle Peter. Peter, as the spokesman of the disciples, as the kind of the, the head of the group, he was always the person, kind of the head of the, all the apostles. And as we look at him, we also see that he was giving us a message that we all need to repent of our sins. We already read that earlier when our initial scripture reading was back in Acts chapter 2, 38, where Peter replied, he says, each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and so we're seeing as you look through the Bible, it's a very consistent message that keeps being passed on. It doesn't get watered down. Maybe that's our problem today. Maybe our message has gotten watered down. It's not watered down in the Bible. And, and so we see here is Peter talking about to people saying, what do I need to do to be saved? He says, you need to repent. You need to repent. And as you repent, you then turn to God. And then just a chapter later, we see Peter, he's at the temple in Jerusalem, and he's speaking to a crowd that had gathered there. And again, he, he spoke to all of them. He said in Acts 3.19, Now repent of your sins. Turn to God that your sins may be wiped away. Again, such an important message. A spokesman. If Peter being the spokesman of the disciples, the head of the disciples, and he's telling us we need to repent of our sins to be saved. Kind of means we need to repent of our sins to be saved. So we go on from there, we come to the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, he wasn't part of the original 12. He was, he, uh, was converted by encounter with Jesus Christ after the ascension on the Emmaus Road. And we, we find that the Apostle Paul was a, an individual who was the greatest missionary probably of all time and definitely the greatest missionary out of all the apostles as he went 
all over the known world at that time. But as he went, he went with a message, a consistent message of repentance. And, and we see that in Acts 26, 20. It says, I preached first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, those are non-Jewish people, that all must repent of their sins and turn to God and prove they have changed by the good things they do. Again, just a consistent message throughout the Bible that we need to take repentance seriously. And when we take that step of believing in Jesus, we need to take that step of repentance. It's not an optional thing. It's necessary for all of us. As Paul spoke to the crowd in, in Athens, Athens was a city that worshipped many gods. They had many idols all over the place, many temples in the city of Athens. And as Paul began to preach them, he said, there's a difference between all the other gods and Jesus Christ. Because to serve Jesus Christ, it's more than just believing in a God. You have to come to that place of repentance. Acts 17.30 records his message to those individuals. He said, God overlooked people's ignorance about these things in earlier times. But now he commands everyone, everywhere, to repent of their sins and turn to God. It's not an option. It's not an option. Everyone, everywhere, needs to repent of their sins that they might be saved. There are no exceptions. God expects every one of us to come to that place in faith where we not only believe in Jesus Christ, but that we also come to that place where we repent of our sins. It's an acknowledgement that our faith has been in the wrong place and that now we're making it right. That's what it is. And then lastly, I want to make you aware that repentance is a message of the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. And I think that should tell us again, how important is this? It's pretty important that the last book of the Bible is again speaking to us to say, here are some things that you need to pay attention to. And what I find interesting, as you come to the book of Revelation, guess who it addresses first? It addresses the Christians. It addresses the people in the church. That we might be aware that repentance is still needed. Just because we became a Christian, it doesn't stop this whole area of repentance. We're to live our lives watching ourselves. And when we see we've fallen, when we see we have sinned, then we need to say, God, I'm sorry. We need to repent. And so the Lord's addressing the church. And I think God's doing that even at this time. He's really coming at Christians right now and saying, where are you in your relationship with God? What about repentance? Listen to what Jesus says to the church, early church, Revelations 2.5. He says, look how far you have fallen. Sometimes we need to do that as churches. We need to kind of look back and kind of examine ourselves and saying, well, are we getting closer to God or are we getting further away from God? And if we're getting further away from God, then the Bible says, you better look how far you've fallen. And you better turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Because if you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Repentance is still important. And in the last days, what is God saying? He said, I'm speaking to the church. I'm speaking to Christians. That as Christians, we best repent. 
of our sins. We must not take lightly the sins that are a part of our world and the temptations that are part of our world to take them lightly and that, oh, it's not a problem. No, God's saying the church better pay attention and repent of their sins. It's serious. It needs to be an ongoing process. It's not a one-time event, but a lifestyle that God desires to see in us. Again, we go back to the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. What's it that's talking about? We need to be conscious of those things and how we live. So Jesus speaking to the church in the last day is telling us repentance is still a message that is needed in the church. It's also a message that is needed in the world. God is looking to the world to see, will we repent? Sometimes things get allowed in our world to take place that it might draw us back to God and that we recognize that, hey, I haven't had anything even to think about God. Well, sometimes God allows things to take place that we might get back to that place where we start thinking about him. And it's interesting that in the last days, the last of the last days, even when the judgments of the last days are starting to come upon the world, it's interesting that, again, Jesus is looking for that aspect of repentance, even from our world. And he's seeing the people of our world refusing to repent, refusing to believe in him. And that is an amazing thing. When I, when I read the book of Revelation, I, I, I kind of wonder that, like, why would people not turn to God? It tells us that in these last days of the judgments of God as he's pouring out his wrath, that people know it's God. They know it's him. And yet they choose not to repent of their sins or turn from their evil ways. Revelations 9, 20 to 21, it says, But the people who did not die in these plagues still refuse to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. They continue to worship demons and idols made of gold and silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thefts. It's pretty strong. People know they're supposed to repent, but we choose not to. May we ever be so careful ourselves that we don't become so stubborn or so self-righteous that we would refuse to repent. Because the time to repent of our sins is now. And as Christians, we should be far quicker to respond to that than our world should be. We should be very quick to repent. And as we repent, that leads us into the blessings of God. And so this morning... I really don't want to come across that, you know, all oh, this is just a heavy message. I hope that it's not coming across that way. Because I really sense that God is just saying to us to look at ourselves, to examine ourselves, that maybe some things that we're going through right now, maybe, I'm not saying they are, but maybe it's because we haven't repented. Maybe there's something that we have done, whether we're aware of it or not aware of it, that we have done that is really causing a hindrance to a blessing to come into our lives. 
So we're to ask God about that. We're to seek God about that. Now maybe as we think about that, uh, sins in our life or something we need to repent of, maybe there's something you say, yeah, I, I know. You don't have to tell me, Pastor. I already know. I already know. But maybe for a lot of us, we don't know. And sometimes that does happen. We're unaware that we have offended our God. And so that's why sometimes you need to have those prayers and say, Jesus, is there an area where I need to repent? And be sincere about that. And I find as you're sincere, he actually, he will answer. He will answer. So I want to encourage you to do that. You might be surprised what he might say. You might be surprised at something he might show to you. I know there's been a few occasions for myself. I was surprised. I really was. I didn't know. And that was part of my prayer of repentance was right from that. God, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I didn't realize that this was offending you, God. I'm sorry. And I repented of that. And that's what we need to do. And maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching today and you're one of those people who say, well, I believe in God. I do. But you never really felt anything inside. Well, maybe the reason for that could be as simple as, did you repent? Did you ask Jesus to come into your life? And did you ask Jesus, would you forgive me, Lord, for the wrongs that I've done? Would you cleanse me from all these things? Sometimes I think we're missing that. And because we miss it, we're not really feeling that we are saved. Because when you realize that your sins are forgiven, you've been forgiven, it does make a big difference in your life. Well, how can you do that? Well, we could just say a simple little prayer. Like, dear Jesus, I welcome you into my life today. I do believe in you. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for my sins. I repent. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry that I've been doing things my way and not your ways. I'm sorry, God. I, I know I, I knew better. Forgive me. Forgive me. And come into my life today. If you've never prayed a prayer like that, I, I trust you will today. It does not be exactly as I prayed it. Prayers need to come from our heart. God understands that. And for us as Christians here today, maybe we could pray another prayer. Just a very simple prayer. Jesus. Is there anything I need to repent of? Jesus, is there anything that I may have done that has offended you? And we just kind of wait. Now, if you're sincere about that, you know, don't think about that for the next hour or two and think, oh, I wonder what else it could be. And if there's something that God wants to show you, usually it comes real quick. Sometimes it's the first thought that'll hit you in your mind. And so, don't, don't you know, go home today and just keep dwelling on that, thinking about it. If there is something, he'll answer real quick. And if there's nothing, then you just move on. That's a really important prayer. And if God shows you something, acknowledge it, repent of it, and I guarantee you something's going to happen. Blessings will start getting poured out into your life because maybe you've been finding that, man, I, God hasn't been doing nothing for me of late. Well, maybe there's some little thing there that God wants you to deal with first that then will allow the flow of the blessings of God.